Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Oh, gnarly! Welcome to Goyfire. This is our 31st show. Uh, we have a couple of guests in the studio tonight. Uh, Byron Jost, independent filmmaker uh, and producer of Line in the Sand, is here again tonight. He's the auteur. <laughs> the mastermind. The man has a vision and he fulfills it on cellular. <laughs> Right. We also have Double Hawk and a specialist uh, from the forum here tonight. Fire, uh, Double Hawk, uh, perhaps you could just say a few words. Well, it's just uh, an honor to be here, and uh, hopefully we could touch base on some topical things and some in-house things. Um, I guess we're going to get off onto uh, some of these, these so-called rallies, which... Um, Really being a, using euphemism for riots uh, around the around the uh, around the country. There's a city an hour or two south of here called uh, Newburgh, New York, which on Monday, like many others, was was shut down. Uh, traffic and, and ordinary business all but impossible. And um, was there any real resistance to it? That's the question. Yeah, well, I, I heard similar stuff, but let's uh, let's let's start with the uh, the news. Is, uh, yeah, right. We've got this article here. Uh, illegal aliens or illegal alien rallies cause more alarm than sympathy. Uh, a recent news article reports thousands of supporters of illegal aliens gathered today in protest uh, in over 60 cities nationwide, but most left home. A symbol that has stirred controversy with many Americans, the Mexican flag. Mm-hmm. The large rallies across America by hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens demanding amnesty are not going to persuade ordinary Americans to join the open borders crowd. Instead, most people are alarmed at the army of invaders in their home cities. The illegal alien problem has plagued border states for decades. The problem has only recently spread to every major American city and has become a serious nationwide issue. Opinion polls have consistently shown over 80% of Americans supporting a serious crackdown on illegal aliens. And that's that's the national news, and, and these things are coming out like cockroaches, and uh, or like those those documentaries where they show cum on bedspreads in hotels when they flash the black light. You know, so that women are women become horrified of any kind of a a, a bed cover in a in a third party uh, room. But uh, <laughs> that's beside the point. Now, but the news I was specifically getting at was uh, the uh, general release of uh, Byron's film. And why don't Byron? Why don't you why don't you tell the 
the listening world what uh, what the deal is. Well, it's available for a uh, free download on uh, IgdrasilFilms.com, and uh, that's spelled uh, Y G G D R A S I L uh, Films plural uh, dot com. And I encourage everybody to to go to other forums and and spread the link. And uh, you know, I think it's I think it's something that, uh, that that more people need to see. And and this is the line in the sand. Uh, right. Byron Joe's well, you know, first it, film from October Sun Films, and is now available free online. And uh, what what format does it take? Is it like an MPEG or is it? Uh, well, there's a high quality DivX file up there um, that you can download. I think it's about 900 uh, megabytes. Mm-hmm. And and there's also a, a Windows Media Player file too. Oh, okay. And this is at Yggdrasil Films, and Yggdrasil is the Nordic mythological tree of life. I think is what it is. Right. And uh, that's, that's the name of a famous white nationalist writer, and he has uh, acquired the rights to the film and made it available free to all. So you've heard us talking about this on earlier editions of Goyfire, and now you can see it for yourself. And it's, it's great, and it's super relevant to this debate, you know, because uh, it's got, it features Tom Tancredo, who uh, Byron can uh, remind us, uh, he distanced himself from this film specifically because it, it mm. shows white people defending their interests as whites rather than as some neutral or ideological utopian citizen or individual. And, and white identity is what scares them. Yet, it, yet as, as we said, the polls show that that's what the people want. They want crackdowns in this illegal invasion. The fact they don't have it yeah. makes, makes a mockery of democracy. But, uh, well, and, and given, given everything that's going on right now, too, uh, things have just gotten much, much worse out on the border. Uh, talked to a couple of people uh, who were in the film last week, uh, and they, they they said it's just it's even more of a disaster, more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Well, I I actually uh, I heard a bit of a story from a fr- uh, from a relative who has a friend who services uh, what is it some kind of vending machine or something it has it has a route for a major corporation and uh, he had to go out and service one in a small town in western Nebraska, about 2,500. Well, he draws up outside of town, and there's a police barricade around it. And he says, well, I'm here to do this. I'm here to do you know, whatever. They say, okay, go and go a couple blocks over there, and you go there. And he finds all these white people uh, basically in this bar just gathered around. And uh, what's going on? Well, it uh, turns out Mexicans are parading 10 abreast down the main street of town. And, and there's literally thousands of them, and this is in a tiny little town of 2,500 in Nebraska, and it's something you wouldn't even hear about on the news. It's just, the the numbers of these fuckers is just, it's staggering how many of them there are. Uh, We are being overrun. Last weekend, there there was a huge, uh, huge rally in Salt Lake City. I mean, mean, the aerial shots look like the aerial (laughs) shot you've seen of downtown L.A., you know, a few weeks ago, and half a million. There was was literally tens of thousands Clogging up uh, State Street in Salt Lake, going all the way up to the Capitol building, and uh, it, it didn't make national news, and it was only kind of a little blurb on on the local news. Sure, I saw a similar picture of Mexicans uh, rioting down in Dallas, yeah. and uh, it it's not just the Southwest; they're pretty much everywhere in Nebraska. There, there's meat processing, and they're up there, and uh, Iowa. Well, they, they, they had to recruits them. Well, they, they had a big one in. Uh, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Well, you know, I know that... 10 or 20,000 showed up before. 
I know that Chicago area, I read a couple years ago, is supposedly about a quarter uh, Hispanic. And I, I'm sure there's yeah. a huge presence up in uh, Milwaukee, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a nation is race. It's, it's ethnicity and common tradition, language, and background. But it's based in race. It's an extended family of people who are the same type, and they think kind of the same way, and they want to live with each other. And that's why the Jews specifically put out the meme that America is a nation of immigrants, which is, it's, it's true enough to be plausible, but it's a, on the deeper level, it's a lie. America yeah. was founded by people basically from Britain with, you know, other people from other parts of Europe, and they were able to get along. But all the people who founded America never would have agreed that you could mix any races in here and it would succeed. It wasn't thought of like that at all. But uh, no. the Jews control the big amplifiers, and they put their lie out, and even the idiot patriotards would just simply repeat it. And the result is what you see, the nation falling apart. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think it's, it's really telling that they still, even the Mexicans, are still clinging to their national flag, which is, again, a, a representation of race. Um, it's uh, it distinguishes them as a nation, and uh, nation is a word derived from uh, native or or natal, uh, which is you know from or birth. Birth, it's birth is what it traces back to. Yeah, and um, so here they are clinging to the flag, just walking around, uh, roving in in a, in a country to which they don't belong. Well. Uh, Double Hawken, do you see anything in your area or your neck of the woods? Related oh, absolutely. To Wherever there's agriculture or meat processing, as you said, there's uh, there's excrement. They're 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 there to uh, mm-hmm. and there are farms. This this is where I am. This is one of the last uh, big dairy counties in upstate New York, and the farmers are some of the are some of the worst offenders. I mean, it, it's a shame. There's this romanticized notion of Oh, these farmers, and they are white, and they're resisting mm-hmm. agribusiness. They're resisting takeover and buying out. And um, they've got a couple of dozen Mexicans stashed away in their barn. Yeah. And uh, it, that's a big deal for here because this is this is a a pretty sparsely popul- populated area. But in the cities in upstate New York, they've always been shot through with niggers. They're, they're old social engine- engineering experiments: Rochester, mm-hmm. Buffalo, uh, Utica, and Rome, etc. But Newburgh is um, is a legitimate um, small scale New York City, and the Mexicans shut the whole uh, town down. And um, again, hardly a peep, you know, nary a peep. It's it's almost tantamount to, to Nebraska. Thousands of Mexes, you know, where the hell did they come from? The message yeah. is re- resistance <laughs> yeah. is futile. That is mm-hmm. the message. I think this is a staging uh, a, a, a staging point. This is a test. There was very little resistance to this. To this rally, let's play the game and be euphemistic. It was a rally. Next, it will be like the Muzzies in, in France. Next, it will be smashing cars, setting white people on fire, smashing their homes. I mean, vicious assaults, couple of murders, r- real, real full-scale intimidation. I, I think um, that's the next step. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, we always talk about kind of the, the the time chain or the timeline. You know, you you can see yeah. in Zimbabwe and South Africa. Yeah. What you're going to see here, you know, right now we're still the majority and and but declining and, rapidly and, and the media and is completely against us yeah. even when we're the, yes. we're the majority. And, and we impotent, have, yeah, we majority. Have and it, yeah, that that's what we emphasize. You know, we're supposedly 70 percent of the population and 80 percent of it wants crackdowns on this and we never get it. 
And not one politician will stand up and say, I'm white and I represent white interests. Not, not a single one. That's Sounds like democracy to me. Yeah, and then we hear about all this white privilege, but then, as we'll see later, talking about Duke, you know, the white privilege is getting blamed and the facts not mattering and being blamed for stuff like gang rape. And, and also, what, also what Byron said about it's also cover this this massive, massively organized Mexican uh, Mexican activity in all in all these cities across the country. It's a mask for for even more um, even more waves of of of, of Mexicans crossing the southern border. It, it sure is, and any time an establishment Paul uses a word like amnesty, that encourages in itself a whole new flood. I just saw that referred to today on, a, on an article that they hadn't seen so many since, uh, I'm not sure what they said, but in, in several years. Yes, but maybe, maybe since the last time they talked and started talking about amnesty, because then anybody who gets in here, well, they'll, they'll get in under the cover. And at this point, who could even believe that that the politicians mean anything that they say about uh, Congress about took the coward's way out. They'll, they'll take a little break for a couple of weeks, then they'll come back and pass it in the middle of the night or when American Idol is on or some such mm -hmm. shite. And, um, yeah, they were decapitated. There's no head of the white community. It, it's just it, Israel. It's, it, yeah. a, a white community with, with leadership is is um, by itself illegitimate in in the context that it, we are that is framed in, by this by this media by this incumbent um, power structure. It's certainly true, and it's just that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're here because I mean it's centralized and they control it, and you you don't really have any decisions that are left to private local people. Absolutely you can't not. Yeah, you know, you can't decide who you want to employ or who you want to rent your house to. That decision is made in Washington, mm -hmm. and they have, you know, bureaucracies that will attack you. And we've got banking institutions making loans to illegal aliens. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and so, you know, you, if money matters more than anything, I guess that's that's part of what's driving it. It's mostly the Jewish politics, but. After a time, people figure, oh, you can't beat City Hall, and they go in for the, uh, as Double Hockett says, the, the cheap labor, and they go in for, hey, it grows the economy. It's good for certain sectors of the economy, so screw the, the general interest. I'm going to get rich. Overall, um, it's actually bad for the economy. That, that um, I can't believe we don't use sure. that argument more. It costs us money. France is a perfect example of that. France's welfare, for their muzzies, makes American welfare look Spartan by comparison. They have uh, mm -hmm. satellite TV, all kinds of goodies that are almost unimaginable to over here. And uh, it's a huge drain on the country. Um, and the Muslims and thank them for it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Soon the mestizos will be thanking us for it in the same way, I, I, I fear. Well, I think, yeah, they take the jobs and they take the welfare over here. So, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, if uh, now I just had a kid in the last couple of years, and, and you mm -hmm. see how the system actually works, it costs... <clears throat> For working-class whites, it costs a fair amount of money to have a kid. Oh, absolutely, because I'm married. Insurance doesn't really cover it. It covers part of it, and birth costs ten, eleven thousand dollars. Sure. But see, if you go on FDC and all these, then you have everything paid for you. Yes. White people generally don't want to do that, and that in itself inhibits the white birth rate. And then you got to pay for their schooling. Like I had a woman in Texas tell me a couple years ago, like, look, we had enough money to have one kid. We didn't have enough for a second, but these illegals come here. They don't even want to work 40 hours because it would interfere with their welfare. And she's like, we got to turn around and pay a very high uh, uh, sales tax to pay for the schools, a uh, property tax. She owned a hotel down there.
But, uh, yeah, get, getting back yeah. to this article here, they say uh, the Federation for American Immigration Reform, FAIR, uh, estimates that state and local costs associated with illegal immigration for public education, health care, and incarceration now about $36 billion a year would wow. balloon to $31.5 billion by 2010, a 70% increase, an increase to $106.3 billion by 2020. Uh, Aren't Mexicans like ab about... 27% of all federal prisoners are illegals. Some ridiculously high percentage. Yeah, I think it's around 30%. Wow. And these are just foreign nationals. And they, as we see, uh, Byron live, is from, lives in Utah. I've lived there. And that, that's who commits the crime out there. You know, Utah is a couple of cities in the desert, basically. High desert. But, but they commit crimes and run back to Mexico. Why do we allow these people in here at all? Well, our country isn't operated by us. Hmm. And it's it's disgusting, but I even I even heard a Chilean um, state just that position that he was he was mixed himself. He wasn't he wasn't white, and um, and he said that uh, these Mexicans can come here, commit a homicide, be across the border in 24 hours. No one's the wiser. Um, he should he should have taken that patriot heart stance. Of, well, it's not about race. Yeah, I have um, I have a Mexican grandchild. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Byron, get back to the movie for a second. I line the same. When when was this movie shot? Um, what what year was that? Uh, it was shot in two thousand four and two thousand five. Okay. And and let's say this is the only movie that explains the basis of the sixty five Immigration Act in Jewish fear of living in a white society and and desire to. <coughs> elect a new people, to use uh, Bertolt Brecht's phrase, and they, they elect a new people by taking down the borders, letting in the third world. And this, and this makes them feel safer. They want all America to be like New York City, just a grab bag of people from all over the world. And they don't care if that destroys your nice, white, private, middle-class uh, neighborhood where you don't have to lock your doors. They, that's nothing to them. I mean, they live in the city, and only city people are real. But uh, um, Byron, my, my point is, Byron's is the only film that explains the Jewish connection here, uh, and it does that through Kevin McDonald, who's probably the foremost scholar on that in the world. And this could be used by loyal native white politicians to defend a race-based policy like we always had up until the Jews overturned it in 65. Because they had a big debate in 24, and McDonald goes into this, and the white side actually won. The Jews weren't quite strong enough at that point. They didn't quite own enough media to, uh, to bash us as being racist and to drive off the people who realize that we need to keep the stocks about the way they are to ensure domestic tranquility and happiness. And so, but no politician will use this film, and the one who's prom most prominent in advocating immigration reform is Tancredo, and he distanced himself because he's that afraid of, of being known as someone who defends whites. That's how pitiful and low we are these days. We don't know who we are, and that's and that's. I saw a Jew saying we're going to kill these Palestinians by we're going to destroy them the very concept of their own nationhood, and that's what they've done to us. So that yeah. if you identify as a white, everyone oh you're a hater, you're a hater. No, mm -hmm. I'm just a white guy who uh, I like people like me. I want to live around my kind. That's just normal natural desire that everybody has, and they've demonized it, stigmatized it, and not not one politician will will stand up and say that and defend us. So. Hence, this show exists, and that's that's what VNN as a whole represents. 
Whites who refuse to accept the established terms and established framework and, and uh, we're not guilty. We're not going to be victims of that. We've got to fight back. And But, you know, boots on the ground or, or people on the street is, is power and the Mexicans are, are able to turn out hundreds of thousands. So, yeah. it's an impressive display. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, well, I think uh, yeah, Byron's movie, you know, Byron, you shot or, or interviewed the people trying to bring attention to the border situation in 1995-96 and, and actually trying or, to uh, get... 2005-2006. Uh, right, 2005-2006. Or, or, no, I'm sorry, 2004-2005. Right, and, and these people were trying to get the tap turned off and they were describing just all manner of, of ways in which they were being sabotaged by uh, the Border Patrol and uh, and yeah. the higher-ups, uh, the supervisors. I remember some of the interviewees constantly mentioned the supervisors yeah. uh, uh, coming in, and, and sometimes individual Border Patrol agents would say, look, hey, I'm sorry I have to do this, uh, but I've, I've been ordered by my supervisor to uh, check your ID. Yeah. Right. And uh, this was maybe a ranch rescue guy or some guy, just uh, an American was, uh, citizen, right? Yeah. Uh, was, keeping uh, an eye on the border. Craig Howard, I think, of uh, Civil Homeland Defense, which was the model for what later uh, became the Minuteman Project. I did, you know, the, the first hour of the film is all stuff that, that I shot in 2004 that predated uh, uh, the Minuteman Project by a full year. And it, it was that model of Civil Homeland Defense, which was the organization that Chris Simcox started, <clears throat> that uh, became the model for the Minuteman Project. And now it's known as the uh, Minuteman Civil Defense Corps. Right. I, I was very impressed by all of the people that you uh, had interviewed in the film. And um, they they all made very cognate, uh, uh, um, very intelligent arguments um, and and were very aware of the situation and, and who was involved uh, uh, in, in in complicating things, namely yeah. the U.S. government. Exactly. No, that, that that's that's it. I mean, the the, the powers that be uh, want this situation. They they don't want to stop it, and I guarantee you that that any any bill that gets passed <clears throat> by Congress uh, is is going to be totally compromised and. Uh, We'll, we'll just see, see the, the same trends continue. They don't want to stop it. They have no desire to stop it. Yeah, they want to encourage it. I mean, they passed the, the NAFTA stuff, and they let in Mexican trucks. They want to meld the nations and make it a new world order political district. Yeah. NAFTA, which has the clause that the United States will not militarize its border with Mexico, even in the event of war. Uh, mm -hmm. Excellent point. Yeah. And, and and the point, yeah, we try, we try to make the point in, uh, in our graphic that... Uh, it's up on our main page right now that you know, our soldiers, 150,000 of them, are off in Iraq <clears throat> helping Israel. And meanwhile, we're being invaded by the third world. Hmm. And, I mean, look at the pictures of those people and how many of them there are. And and <laughs> how long do you go until you're not a nation anymore? The cities are already there. The young men I talked to who are returning from Afghanistan, Iraq, uh 
when some of the young people, because this is like you know a rural farming community, there there are a lot of young white young white men. They're anxious to join the military. It's a tradition. It has roots, and they come back and and, and they they went out as patriotic as anyone, and they come back and they're saying, "Why are you even thinking about going over there?" Uh-huh. Be- uh, the grind of it, not being able to take a shower for not weeks, months on end, the uh, the the privation of it, and um, it's just, uh, I think even even Robert said, Paul Craig Roberts said, well, if you're losing one war, well, you start another one. If you can't win one war, then you know, yeah, it's just, bigger, that's more the only logical thing. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy if looked at one way. But we know so, the key. I mean, we know that Jewish interests are driving both immigration and foreign policy, and they're driving... Yeah. Our country and our interest to hell. I mean, you can see it. <laughs> well, well, capitalism too. I mean, these big corporations and uh, uh, the business lobby, big business lobby. They they want this cheap labor. They're addicted to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they have a lot of money and a lot of power. You know, that's yeah. That's that's another thing driving this this big time too. Yeah, and they'll reduce the global. I think I said last go fire. You know the. Supposedly, five billion of the six billion people on Earth could move to the U.S. and improve their life. So, you know, they're not going to stop coming. We have to stop them, but we don't even know who we are. We aren't allowed to. We're we're having our. The Jews are holding us down while the niggers and the colored and the Mexicans kick the shit out of us. Basically, is what's going on. Eat us. I always think of the you know, if you ever seen like army ants eating a, a a small bird or something. I mean, that's what it is. Just yeah. this mess of it's biological. The strong is or the weak, but the uh, the the low is driving out the high. The high has to be conscious of itself and protect itself. Yeah. Someone put a great quote from Rockwell up on the uh, the board recently about it's older than political, religious, or um, uh, the 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 struggle or, or economic. It's it's tribal. It's Cat versus yeah. mouse. It's predator versus prey. It's older than it. It's as you often say, um, undersimplification is much more common than oversimplification, or rather, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, the other way around. Um, this, the, yeah, this, they're both dangerous, but only one is ever denounced. Yeah, this this and, tendency to make things more complicated than they are. When and, and it, it, well, what it's like. What yeah. And another way to put it is, I've tried to get this across. I don't get much feedback on it, but. The libertarian conservatism, that's all on one level, but it only pertains, I don't know what the right analogy is, it's like a room in the house, but we're talking about the foundation, it's just a lower level, it's a biological struggle between species. Mm-hmm. All the, the liberal conservative, that has to do when we're among ourselves. Yes. But, but these people yes. just want to eat us, we don't have anything in common with Mexicans or blacks, yes. and we, wouldn't, we, we don't with Jews either, we just can't recognize, unlike blacks and Mexicans, we can't recognize Jews for what they are as easily, because they're not yes. so visibly different. But yes. that's what it is. It's a struggle, and uh, they're taking advantage of what among us are, are good points, but but in hostiles are very dangerous weaknesses. Yeah, they, they, well, they, yeah, they're and and then the Jews are chameleons. I think. Uh, well, I heard that uh, uh, a lot of Jews in L.A. are now changing uh, their names to uh, Spanish-sounding names. Yeah, I saw I saw that mentioned. Uh, yeah, that's uh, in a comment on our main page at govnn.com. Um, which is uh, in a blog format, and you can add your your comments to it. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of that. Have any of you guys ever heard of that before? No, I hadn't. No. I, Only in the uh, just Murano tradition itself. 
Not not. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they took on German names in the Middle Ages. They took yeah. on Anglo names um, during the 20th century when they interbred with British aristocracy, even up to the royal family. And now that and now they see which way the tide <laughs> is turning. And now and uh, and you know, just like remember the pop singer Linda Ronstad Ronstadt. You know, I think yeah, she's uh-huh. perhaps a Germanic sounding surname. Sure, yeah. She she became Mexican. In the nineties, uh, yeah, and, and, and she was derided, and she was derided for it by Mexican uh, uh, comedians. In the Ronstadt. Yeah. So now, <laughs> maybe maybe she, maybe she was the Ger- maybe she was the German who gave the Mexicans the accordion. <laughs> oh, that was a a foul move. Mexican music is so bad that only Mexicans can make it. <laughs> I, I personally hate Mexican music myself, but uh, oh, Byron loves it. <laughs> Tejano, Tejano spirit. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Well, uh, Byron, you're out there in the uh, desert. Um, what, yeah. what, what have you uh, witnessed personally? How do you see the situation developing in the long and near term? <clears throat> well, I live in a pretty. Uh, rural area there's a, there's less than a thousand people in uh in the whole county that i live in and already i would say there's probably about uh 20 25 illegal mexicans out here and the uh you know the sheriffs will, will pull them over and uh you know of course you know they don't have any papers or anything and you know they'll call uh uh ice uh, what is it uh, immigration uh Whatever enforcement, you know, it used to be INS, uh, but it's something else now under uh, Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and ICE just tells them, uh, you know, tough. You know, we can't deal with it. In fact, you know, in this area, there's only three. Uh, there's only three ICE officers, or you know, enforcement officers. You know, and uh, they 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 just won't do anything about it. They can't do anything about it. You know, hands are tied, and and yeah, and, and, tw- and and twenty five illegal Mexicans for uh, a county that don't, that has less than a thousand people. That's that's a staggering amount. And yeah, and and I I've heard similar through distant relatives who are involved with police out in the southwest. And I heard that specifically in Phoenix, they were it was a, it was a, that Mexican rally was only the second time, and they'd seen in like a decade where every single unit of the, of the police force was immobilized. And ready yeah. to go into action if there were any kind of huge problem, but uh, but yeah, yeah I know there's, there's, a, there's a perfect opportunity right there to round up illegals and deport them. <laughs> you know, at these rallies, but. just yeah, or just shoot them, gun them down. One of, one of the best things about your film, Byron, is that it illustrates when the government is in fact pro-immigration, full full-on open border, come on in and and swarm us like army ants. Uh, that it's important to maintain a facade, however flimsy it is, that they are anti-immigration. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, and because what you'll notice from WorldNet Daily is that even the goddamn Jew-appeasing assholes cannot turn the average man onto the idea that immigration is a good thing. <laughs> you know, and and go go ahead. I know you're going to say more there on that. Uh, and you see the parallel in education. When, when when you're really dumbing down kids, and that is the official policy, it's important to, um, you know, uh, buzzwords and demonization, all kinds of disinformation tactics. Uh, 
So you see the parallel in so many other areas. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think if not in, in the area of immigration, it's glaringly obvious when they're harassing the um, the men, the Minutemen, and, and uh, Civil Defense Project and you know, Sim Cox and Howard. It's yeah. If you look at what they do versus what they say, and they they you know yes, we're education for every kid, and and yeah. and uh, but how do you teach reading? Well, we teach it by you know word recognition rather than decoding letters yeah you know it doesn't work that's kind of the point Mm -hmm. no the schools are failing they're failing they're failing you white people have to get to questioning motives the way jews do if they're ever to play with them as political equals because that's basically all they ever do is discuss motives and white people are trained it's it's not it's not right or it's indecent to do that but you have to when you're facing a hostile alien group Yes, and the context is always that white motives are suspect inherently. Yeah. Yes, yes, we're always guilty, and we have to prove that we're not. We're not yeah, exactly. Or we're always on the defensive position, fighting back, which is always that's, weakness. That's right. That's right. In, and that, in, with, in chess or combat sports, you always attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're fighting from a defensive position, you, you, you're done right off the bat. Yeah. Right. If, if you're, but if see, you go, I'm they, not a racist. Well, you're. You've already lost. Yeah, but yeah, see, that's the thing. Lost. The Jews, the the best thing they have is that that camouflage. They uh, appear to be a member of your own tribe, criticizing you about an inherently rational mm-hmm. position. So that that just that gives you that what you know double clutch. Um, well, the, yeah, the Nazis had some technology to uh, improve that situation. Came the form of little strips of yellow cloth, fashioned into into a star, a star of David. These were affix, duly affixed to the label of hook-nosed crooks. <laughs> exactly. They, so they they would know it was yeah. it's not a fellow German who's no. who's calling me into question. A it's a fucking Jew. <laughs> yeah. This is not an, a, a a Jewish American. It's a Jew in America right now, temporarily. <laughs> he could be a, being a Jew somewhere else. But yeah, but I mean, what Devil Hawk can say is they'll eventually probably end up passing some ridiculous bill, and they'll claim that it includes crack, crackdown on the border and sanctions on employers. But they they always do that. They always make it sound like they're doing something to fool the patriots hard. Uh-huh. They never actually well, well, do anything. You know, and, the, and the, it, the bill that they finally pass might might have some uh, <clears throat> harsh language and measures, but uh, but it won't well. be enforced. It just you like know, the '86 Immigration Reform and Control Act that had big exactly. employer sanctions, and they they just hey, it, it ain't anything. But if they wanted to enforce it, they would. You can write whatever you want. That's what, people get fixated yeah. on paper. Look, paper only. Paper has to operate through the faulty medium of men and their their crazy wills. And if right. the men aren't aren't disposed to obey the law, they just <clears throat> don't do it. So we go attack Iraq. Right. We don't declare war. Whatever. I don't want a responsibility for it. It might I mean, go bad. Yeah, I mean, we already have laws on the books <clears throat> penalizing sure. employers up to up to five thousand dollars per illegal alien. I mean, those laws are already on the book. You know, they they, they don't yeah. need to uh, you know to pass another law. I mean, the law just needs to be enforced. So you know, that, yes. that's why I say that that, that anything that they that, that that they pass in the Congress, uh, it, it's it's just not going to be enforced. We're just going to have the present. Yeah, and this is just it's, such present, an unnatural. This is just such an unnatural situation, too, because once a government passes a law, they just, they love enforcing it. They love, if there's a speed limit, 55, they're out there uh, with the radar oh God, yeah. busting you. 
if you're you're five miles over the speed limit. So they just love laws, and uh, that they're not enforcing their own laws is just it's totally unnatural. It's, and it's, uh, there's it's, a, it's yeah, absurd. There's a, there's, that's an excellent point, and there's a corollary observation to that, which is controlling immigration is the one thing that the most liberalist, socialist, <coughs> communistic bastard in the world will say, oh, we can't do that. It's the one thing government can't do oh. is control the border. They believe government can fucking turn a nigger into a human, but they don't believe you can simply control the border. But they do believe in Israel. Oh, where they also believe you should be able to carry full auto machine guns when you're a teenager. Well, there's law and lawlessness side by side in this country. I saw um, a documentary on the Hitler Channel about um, they allege that National Socialist Germany had that in the most was the most egregious example of that. Uh, in other words, that it, there was all this um, authoritarian or, or totalitarian um, structure, but yet people were being pulled off the streets, you know, being, being persecuted and hauled into vans yeah. and being driven off to God knows where. But uh, I, I think empirical observation will tell you that this this government, these United States at this time. You see law and lawlessness existing side by side in the most uh, the most egregious fashion. Uh, the, the biggest contrast of that, right? Yeah. Change, change the word for that is anarcho tyranny. That means anarchy yeah. for the non-whites and tyranny for the whites. Let's give credit. I think that's from Sam Francis. He, he's right. <laughs> His basic point is, is uh, I believe, I believe that's where he got that. I not that. I'm sure Chain would acknowledge that that's where he got it from if, if he did. But And I usually bash Sam Francis, but he had a good one there. And I guess the basic point is that the white middle class that plays by the rule gets screwed. For them, there's plenty of law. Oh, there's plenty of law. You can't even build you know a fence in your front yard without coming up to some kind of permit thing. Absolutely. For the Mexi yeah, but for the Mexican, I mean, fuck, they just let them go. Like we're saying, you know, traffic stops. They don't have any insurance. They don't speak English. What are they going to do? The INS doesn't care. What, do you, what are they going to do? Our whole system was set up for white people who are going to act responsibly. It doesn't make sense for any other. And the founders said that uh, they said a, a moral, a moral people. They may have even said a moral and religious people, but but it was understood. It wasn't even to the level of questioning that they meant white people. And and when you have third worlders, all you can have is the law of the jungle, and the, the guy with the biggest gun wins. And it's just yeah. a series of competing waves of gangs doing battle. In fact, today, I, when I was putting together the story this week in Osh Crimes, I was, came across some stuff from Louisiana and from Toronto. And I could have probably found ten more talk about cops meeting with citizens, talking about the rise in youth gangs and what these are, just the, the feral bastards spawned by all these niggers, like Easy e who had eight or nine kids you know, before he died of AIDS, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, this is what these people create. Anglo-Saxon system can be extended to fit, say, Polish or Russians fairly well, although probably not as well as Anglo-Saxon people themselves, but it can't fit niggers and Mexicans at all. And no. Jews, to Jews, it's just another thing for that little animal to run and hide behind and, and peep out and seize bits of food when they yeah. float by. Or think about the war on drugs. <laughs> I mean, there's cops frisking white teenagers, and if they find dope on them, oh, then there's, you know, rehab and what have you. But on the yeah. border, uh, just... Uh, no segue here. Right. <laughs> border. You're not going into the Duke gang thing, are you? <laughs> no. 
But th- on the border, you know, Byron has this film showing people. They say coyotes going across the border, yeah. they're, they're, they're marching in a column with full backpacks of cocaine and marijuana and money. Yeah. So what, you know, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, they, it, it's crazy. We bring in these. I saw something today that made my jaw drop. And no one had, uh, I hadn't been on the forum a little while, and someone had posted something on there. But I posted that murder of this guy. And not to get too far off base, but this is worth talking about. Um, Zeber, he's a grad student down in South Carolina. He's back in Minnesota visiting his relatives, and he gets murdered. This supposedly he and his, his mother and girlfriend come out of a restaurant, and a couple of supposed Somalis shot him. Well, it turns out he was uh, into that WTC thing. And, and passing out discs, talking about the buildings being demolished. Really? I don't know if, yeah, that's what I that's what I saw in the forum. I I hmm. I'd never heard that before. Hmm. But I guess the tidy immigration there is just that it was a couple of Somalis that the, I know the Somali community put up a reward for the killers being caught. But I don't think anyone's been busted yet. Oddly enough. Very very strange thing. But that's. We'll leave that if no one else knows anything about that, and, and I don't know more than that. But we'll, we're going to follow up on that in a, a future Goy Fire because it's, it's fascinating. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Jane from Hawaii is back in the studio. Jane, say hi. How are you? Great. Glad you could make it. Byron was just here uh, telling us about his new film. Uh, we're going to jump right into the Duke case. We know you've been I keeping up on it. It's progressing very well, this film, too, so I'm glad to hear that. <coughs> yes. Yeah. More uh, education for the uh, for the uh, embattled white masses. Right. Well, speaking of which, we have here a Durham County Chief Prosecutor said Tuesday he will not abandon his investigation of allegations that an exotic dancer was sexually assaulted and beaten at a party thrown by members of Duke University's lacrosse team. Quote, a lot has been said in the press, particularly by some attorneys yesterday, that this case should go away, District Attorney Mike Nifong said at a community forum. My presence here means that this case is not going away. Whoa. On Monday, attorneys representing members of the lacrosse team said DNA from 46 lacrosse players did not match evidence collected from the woman. Quote, no DNA from any young man tested was found anywhere on or about this woman, defense attorney Wade Smith said Monday. He said he hoped Lee Fong would drop the investigation. Yeah, since that was uh, reported uh, just last night, I believe, Aegis, it's come out uh, that a 911 call has been released with a Negro policeman, and uh, apparently the complainant uh, was found, uh, as Dr. John used to say, in a Junko Partner, knocked down loaded. So uh, he was drunk, passed out. They call that a 1056 on the radio, and he says he's going to need 24 hours. I guess that's in the drunk tank. So... Uh, it gets more and more bizarre, and yet, in the face of all of this, no matter what, uh, when areas like um, Durham, North Carolina, and they really reach a 50% uh, uh, margin of, of racial uh, 
half-half, which is going on all over the country. We've seen it in so many cities, Detroit, Atlanta, L.A., uh, I suppose parts of St. Louis. It just goes on and on. And this is what happens. In other words, the most just uh, strange to normal people, strange competitions are foisted upon whites, and we're supposed to just say, well, that's fine. Yes, whatever this... Uh, 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 black stripper says it sounds logical and you see this prosecutor knows that as soon as this goes to trial all he has to get is, is a few uh, r radical left blacks which is almost any black on the jury and uh, that's it and they've done this over and over they did in the uh, OJ trial uh, DNA, um, uh, DNA means nothing to these people and uh, again people like this uh, Mike Clark, these are enemies of our people the same way we have to start to accept this and coincidentally down there they have a lot of uh, christian beliefs which dovetail we've seen it in the uh, the recent uh, three-week demonstrations in the streets by mexicans these christians will come out no matter what and support the demise of our own people they do not care and they are our enemies in my opinion and we're just going to have to accept that because these people, every time on the dime, will fall on the side of non-whites against our own interests. Uh, it, it's really quite annoying, and it's not only annoying; it's killing. It's killing our people. Asiatics are approximately 62 percent of the world. Just think in China and India alone, and in Indonesia, we are the minority, and we'd better get used to uh, thinking about it. Uh, thinking about preserving our DNA and, and, and encapsulating it throughout time. It has to. It has to go on, and it's not going on with people like this Mike DePong. And uh, it, it's quite a danger. Yeah, he appears to be grandstanding, and they don't have a shred of evidence. And he's made all these mouthings to the press. And the press, of course, runs with it. And, and what we're starting to see now is some of the, uh, well, the facts don't matter so much. This is plays into old myths and exploitations of white males, of black females, and... and uh, Jeez. Over 70 interviews, Alex. How long did it take to make 70 interviews? You must know. To make 70 interviews? Over 70 interviews he's given. Uh, that would take... Uh, you did, unless you did them one after the other, that would take a while. I, I mean, I don't... It's clearly been very prejudicial on the part of the uh, the prosecutor there. And some people are saying they think he'll just drop it after, I guess there's an election like May 2nd. But uh, it seems to me they're pretty close to having a lawsuit, a chance of filing a lawsuit against Duke for just plain lying. I mean, when when they say that, like you said, like you stated, this woman was drunk, and they had to have known that, and they still ran with the story that, that she's raped. Was she crunky? <laughs> uh, Stupid crunky? Uh, As they say? I, I, she was 1056. Oh. Fair, fair enough. I don't. I don't know. Right, but, but they say but here the yeah, that, they say that here the press the, the press has disrespected this young lady. Uh, you have minimalized her to a stripper and an exotic dancer. You don't identify her as a mother. You don't identify her as a student. You don't identify her as a woo man. 
Uh, I saw that nigger giving that uh, speech on the floor. You know, I call that, what is it, North Carolina uh, Central University, and then on CNN they call that a traditionally black school. That's a public school. That's a state school. What the fuck are they talking about traditionally black? Do they ever call a state school traditionally white? And on top of that, after they made that statement uh, in front of Nafong, then he went out and was lingering behind the camera. I think as Anderson Cooper was giving his, uh, you know, he's standing behind the camera, eyeballing the camera. This, this is what whites can expect. More and more of the same. And as there are a few whites left in L.A. now, uh, they better wake up or they're going to die. Uh, it's a new tradition, Craig. What? <laughs> it's a new tradition, Craig. Yeah, not to, not to switch subjects on the ages. I know that uh, a little bit annoys you, but, you know, Iran just uh, came up with an enriched uranium. And, uh, you know, Iran doesn't have to attack the United States. The United States has two client states. The number one one is Israel, and the number two one, in my opinion, is Mexico. And uh, if Iran decides to cause mayhem in North America, all they have to do is go down to Mexico City, which has, what, now 12 or 14 million people, and uh, yeah. release some enriched uranium, and, and, and that will drive all the rest of them north, and they're coming here anyway, over 20 million, or 3 million a year, I guess, now. We saw it since 86 uh, when he promised uh, Reagan that, oh, that's the end of it. We're going to enforce it. And uh, now they say 12, it's probably 20. I know you guys talked about this last week. But, again, uh, <laughs> there's no way out of this, uh, the, the, these whites who are, who are killing our own people and won't even wake up personally. Nothing, nothing will wake them up, nothing. And, uh, and Yeah. Craig, think about the profiling in that. You know, they're always whining about how blacks are profiled when they stop people on the road, but... You know, they're making 46 people give them DNA samples when there's no, there's no specific reason for anybody to give them any sample. And what is that if not the ultimate profile? And they left the one black guy in the lacrosse team off. So basically, you can get a... I the alternative number three down there in Durham, and uh, they have all these citadels up there, I guess, where they pray and so forth. And it is, uh, I, I've seen on the news, and I noticed that I felt it when I was there, it's one of the most political correct politically correct universities in the United States. Alex, we need a new word apart from politically correct because that's outdated mm -hmm. over 25 years ago since about the earlier, mid-early 70s. Yeah. You know, because now it's just a sickness upon whites that, that, that they've allowed to... I mean... Well, they... It, Craig, you know what we found about law schools and Jewish domination. Well, when I posted some of this Duke stuff on, on the uh, main site where readers can now add comments at govnn.com. A lot of them were saying, hey, man, don't call it, those aren't Southern boys. Those are all a bunch of uh, Yankees and Jews at, at Duke is, is who those people are. And let's not forget, even in the best scenario, what they were doing was getting a nigger stripper. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing really admirable about it. No. But, uh, I, wonder if they I wonder if they specified that or did they just send her along? Just I think they did because, uh, like, the default is white. Big titted blondes, basically. I, I saw that written somewhere that they that they. Who, uh, who asks for a nigger stripper? Not even niggers would request a nigger stripper, especially niggers. Uh, I I can find I I can believe they did actually, but yeah, they, I don't they, know. Double Hawken might have a point. This could be a a, a means of a, what do they call it? Downsizing or a saving a pinching a penny on the part of the stripping stripper agency. Well, she got, I mean, $800. The problem was she didn't want to, either didn't perform or perform for like two minutes and left and took 800 bucks. Before on VNN Forum, how a lot of these, uh, the white males in these universities are emasculated. And part of the reason they're emasculated is because of this continuous barrage of propaganda at all levels of our culture. I've been watching some cable television, and uh, it's just amazing. Uh, again, uh, 
the amount of niggers on, on, on television commercials, your best buddy, and, and it's the same if you go to v, v, um, pardon me, MTV or VH1, it's even worse. And this is just nonstop. These, these kids 20 years old have seen so many, uh, you know, they talk about how many hundreds of thousands of killings they've seen. How many uh, uh, good guys niggers have they seen by the time they're 20? About 100,000, I think, too. And, and they see they see the black women acting in, in the uh, rap videos. It's funny, you read these articles trying to talk about myths and patterns, but they don't mention how they're depicted in videos that run on BET. Well, whites are the ones who are buying a hell of a lot, a lot of that rap and watching that stuff. That's where they get the ideas. It's not from any patterns of slavery. Well, Uyghurs, are, Uyghurs are the ones who subsidize the hip-hop culture. Almost entirely, yeah. really. True. Yeah, that's true. They have the, the money to do it. Like, they, like someone said, you know, bl black kids get their... They're either bootlegs or they're, they get it from their friend. They're not out buying it. It's white suburban kids that they're marketing to. What's your take on the coach's resignation? Probably afraid he couldn't get a job somewhere else unless he dissociated himself within they hours. They fired him, I believe, Barbara Harden. They fired him. Oh, okay. No, did did they actually? Did they fire him? I didn't. I thought he uh, just quit. I may be wrong. I, I thought that. Uh, I might be wrong too. I don't. No, I, I I saw it reported as a resignation, but what type of pressure was behind that resignation? Maybe it was a little from column A, a little from column B. And you know, all of these leftist kids in the school. Uh, Alex, didn't the uh, editor of that Duke student uh, newspaper call you after the TA distro there? Um. No, that was Virginia where that happened. That was yeah. University of Virginia. There are a lot of these schools, and I'll tell you, the, 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 I, I cruised through a number of them. One in, uh, I remember yeah. one in Huntsville, Alabama. And these are the most decrepit. Uh, you know, normally the houses around universities are very nice, and, and these are Negro universities. I mean, if anything lingers there, it's danger. That's the feeling you get being around there, danger and, and just mm. contempt at, at, at seeing the whole, uh, everything about them. And so mm -hmm. to pretend that, that she's some sort of university student at, at, a, at a place like that is uh, just more pretense. That's just a stopping point for four years till they get their government job. Well, for people who've never been there, uh, I've been there maybe once, and North Carolina has a lot of nice parts, but it's basically a hell of a lot of niggers to the east toward the coast. And then as you get up in the hills, you get more, uh, it's a little whiter, but the niggers are spreading to the west is my impression. Well, again, Alex, with the same thing with the Mexicans, America just has recently begun to wake up to it. And if they're coming at 3 million a year, that means in 20 years there's 60 million more of them. And with the numbers there now, clearly they'll control all the electoral votes in California, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico. And uh, then with the great numbers of white women who are willing to vote uh, uh, communist leftists, Jewish-inspired communist leftists, uh, more and more of these, these types of events, Durham's just, it, to me it's just kind of a coming out for Durham to, to show we will do what we want, no matter fairness, common sense. You know, the surveys have showed that, that, that blacks in this country are willing to vote for their own people on juries. They're quite mm -hmm. willing to do that. I've known two people who were on juries where, where the blacks excused their own for just that reason. Two, that's two people I, lit, I personally know, you know. And yet we saw the whites... Uh, Marching in front of the Capitol, and I, I saw a rabbi too. Not that he's a white, but I, I, the clergy standing up for uh, the, the, the good Samaritan will be harmed by this uh, uh, felony bill making the uh, illegals a felony. So, uh, as this occurs in more and more communities, look out because uh, there's nothing you can do about it except flee. You're not willing to fight, and, and uh, there are very few people who will even talk about it at this stage. 
I, uh, I, I mentioned that uh, during the, um, the Mexican flags, when they came out and the students quit on a Friday, I believe it was, it was fully till Monday. I watched all the cable networks. I did miss Lou Dobbs. Not even till Monday would they say that their Mexican flags <coughs> in the crowd. It was really a surreal yeah. moment. They'd look out in the crowd and the commentators would say, we, we're seeing a lot of American flags out here. <laughs> they're very proud to fly the American. Just nothing, as if they weren't even there. Yeah. And I suppose by Monday, you know, they, they talked about it in the meetings and everything, and internally with those networks, and they decided they'd better say something. But 72 hours before they would even acknowledge what people were seeing, and as you, as you, said, you said, Alex, when you can't uh, speak the truth, the obvious, that's not freedom. Yeah, when you're afraid of your government, that's tyranny. And people are afraid of the government, and that's reflected in there. They are afraid to say, speak what's obvious and true. That our country is being plowed under, as the Afrikaners say. They're deliberately destroying it by replacing the white founding stock descendants with these, this mex, mexcrement scum. They did have Charles Barron, who's a Negro on the New York City Council, and I believe his first name is Charles, I think Barron. Yeah, you may know, but he was on, uh, I believe, um, was it Bill O'Reilly? And anyway, he said, uh, "Yeah, we're going to displace you, and that's that." And the commentator, I think it was O'Reilly, he said, "Well, well now we finally have the truth." He said, "That's right, we're taking over." And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the same guy who invited uh, Mugabe uh, to the to New York City mm-hmm. and uh, gave him the red carpet treatment. I'm surprised O'Reilly even played into that. Well, he said, well, there we have it, as if, as if uh, you know, anybody without blinders on could not already perceive that. But it's annoying to me, Dr. Hawken, that these Christians all over, the, not all of them, but, you know, I saw this Methodist commercial, and I posted about that one, too. And it's got this, uh, uh, this spick in the kitchen on this little bungalow, and it looks like it's literally, you know, 20 yards from a freeway pillar. And... Uh, her little kid takes a letter and runs out. And, you know, she looks like <coughs> Al Pacino, Tony Montana's mom in Scarface. And then uh, he runs out with a kite and flies the letter in the air. And then uh, the voiceover for the Methodist, the National Methodist, says, uh, what is it, uh, come back. Come back. What are they talking about? The Spicks coming back from, from, from uh, before uh, uh, Santa Ana and then... Uh, you know, the Reconquista, what are they talking about? And this is in the middle of, of millions of people in the streets in this country. But, but I just want whites to realize these people who will not uh, acknowledge the obvious and the truth of what's happening at this point, and we're no longer in the early, early stages of it, they're our enemies, and I, I, I do believe that, and they should be left behind and they should be scorned. The Mexicans don't. They they will not be content with the Southwest and the Western half of the United States. That's why they say go back to Europe. They want the whole continent. They don't say go back to the Northeast. Go back to New England. They say go back to Europe. How how come every fucking time this La Raza comes on the air, none of these commentators will say, I want to warn our viewers that La Raza means the race. And certainly we will not (laughs) see a group of white men who come on uh, Fox News and call themselves the race and put their leaders up there to speak to us. That is not going to happen, people. Why won't they say that? Yeah, well, I wonder. Well, we know. We know the media yeah. is controlled by a hostile element. The same hostile Raza, element. By the way, was one of the sponsors of the I Am an American after 911, along with Hadassah. And I Am an America. American. That's right. And then you that's are not an American. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that repetitive ad thing where they, where they repeat words, and it's like dumbed down to a, oh, 
that's everywhere now. That that's one that is one reason alone not to not to have a TV because it's so frustrating to listen to that crap. Where they have like different types of people repeating the same thing and looking stupid, looking real earnest and happy, repeating the same words over. Racism and over. is strength. Racism is unity. Hence, it is not allowed for whites. It's allowed for. Jews perennially, and for right now, it was allowed for, for blacks, but now they're becoming politically obsolete, and um, it, it's allowed for the buffer group du jour, the excrement, for right now. Yeah. Hence, we see, you know, Shmuley Ramirez, um, and, uh, and, 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 and Morris Martinez <laughs> yeah. coming to the fore. They have a long history of ties with the Latino people. Yes. I'm proud of my, yeah, like, like we were saying, like Linda Ronstadt. And, uh, oh, she's part Mexican now. It will help yeah. her sell. Yeah, but getting yeah. back to this point that Jane made of redefining political correctness, I think that is uh, definitely worth looking into. And right now there's just such a large swathe of white people that are so prostated, so limboing so low that you can't go any lower and and they take that as being or they consider themselves clever uh by doing that and playing the game even though it's not in their interest their collective interest to do so but see it's in their individual interest under Zog to play the game mm-hmm. so we see people engaging in this 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 uh, denial uh, and 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 just just completely self-censoring themselves. Uh, yeah, that's right, Aegis. And let me tell you another thing they're not saying on television. When they say Americans don't want these jobs, uh, once in a while now they'll talk about the lower-class Americans. That's anybody who just works, you know, essentially. Uh, but what they don't tell you is once in these workplaces, they get them full of sticks or Filipinos or what have you, uh, all these non-nationals, non-whites, they, they make you feel very uncomfortable. And in prison, they all speak in their own language, and uh, and uh, the, the the bosses will actually tell people, oh, you know, you don't understand what's going on, and you're not working well with the other people. And this is what happens. So by sheer numbers, they just invade workforces, mm-hmm. and then you know they're they're bantering back and forth. If you're on, you know, if you're putting up beams or something in construction, and and everyone's talking Mexican, Spanish rather, you know. Yeah. The bosses have the pretext, and then they let the bosses know because their racial solidarity, which we saw in the streets two and three weeks ago, they let the bosses know we don't like working with this guy. You know, he, he can't understand us, and and he tries, but you know he just doesn't get it. And this is what happens. And they're pretending that this is not going on all across the United States too. So, well, that was confirmed on the on the board. Um, April Gady said that any any. Juice or, or meat processing plant she worked in, she was uh, usually the only white on the floor, um, and that's been that way for for years already. Yeah, we got that here. Because they like to get in their pants, you know, they like to try. They will tolerate white women; they are a minority. We got that over in uh, Milan, as they pronounce the spelling Milan here, where they got a couple thousand Mexicans over there that work in the uh, in the processing. And then you get the school people. We're embracing we're embracing our new Spanish, you know, customers or our new Spanish uh, kids, and, and we have to find a way to serve their needs. Hey, let's make them serve our needs. You know, what do they do for me? What do Mexicans do for you? Nothing. 
Yeah, well, uh, coming back briefly to the Duke case, is there anything else that needs to be said there? Uh, we did cover it in a previous glorifier, and then it was, it was open and shut that they were guilty. Now we're seeing that, oh, the DNA doesn't match. Um, yeah, like the attorneys say, if you don't have the facts, pound, pound the law. If you don't have the law, you know, pound the table, and that's what they're doing. They're going on to their whole myth thing and... Back to the John Grisham myth of white men raping blacks, which basically never happens and didn't happen in this case either, as it turns out, which could have been easily determined by them looking at the police blot. Oh, she was she was totally drunk. You know, so it's the media and the, the elite conspiring to endanger our lives. It was being marketed as a man bites dog story, but it turns out it's not even that. Yeah, 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 that's it's, true. It's but, they also, but they also, but they also, the thing. But they also claim that they also claim it's a, it's an old pattern. But the pattern only exists in their media. It doesn't exist in reality. When you look at the crime stats, it's like twenty thousand to one. The 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 interracial rape, and, and yet because they have stuff like John Grisham books that they ceaselessly promote, in which white men are raping blacks, they drive off their own fictional reality, which is way stronger than real reality. So they'll claim, yeah, this is this is it was just what you expected, rich white boy taking sexual advantage of an innocent black woman. You, you know, well, you would Jew- expect that if you knew what the facts were, but the, they hide the facts from them. You know what the Jew lawyer said, Alex? Reality is bullshit. It's perception that counts. I've heard that, and it seems to be pretty much true, doesn't it? And this case is a good example of it, because the fact the facts show that they like they didn't rape her. She's just some drunken nigger whore. Right. Well, the the truth is no defense. That's true. As I've we heard that also. In the Zundel trial. So even if if it's true they didn't uh, rape this woman, they're guilty, yes, for the sins of their forefathers, you know, Yeah, you know, and, and yada, yada, the patriotards and, the, and their herders, uh, I think a variant of that, uh, the perception is reality, was Oliver North said something like the truth. He's like, the truth never put any food on anyone's table. And that was back during, like, around Contra. Now, that's not an exact quote, but it was more or less, he was just scoffing at the idea, like, hey, man, that's just a bunch of bullshit, and you've you got to see who's prevails. Spoken like a Judaized wife. Yeah, that, exactly. That is, is the exactly dichotomy. That is the dichotomy between Aryan sensibility and Jewish sensibility. Truth is an entirely relative thing to the Jew. It's, it's, it's meaningless. That's uh, right. It's it, an Aryan it's a, value. Yeah, it's it's a thing that... It may objectively exist, but in, in practical, as a practical matter, if you control the media and you tell enough lies that the lie stands long enough, it might as well be the truth. That's, that's well. what the whole purpose of the Talmud is, is just debating and debating and debating ad infinitum, uh, justifying everything that was forbidden in the Torah, and just going on in this, this, this endless intellectual circle jerk that uh, the whole, just in order to obfuscate, and it's, it's, it's not about arriving at, at truth. It's about... And, uh, <laughs> and what did H.L. Mencken say? He said, I am probably one of the few goyim who has ever tackled the Talmud. I now expect you now expect, I now expect that you think I'll report to it as a voluminous study, highly worthy of extended study. <laughs> I, I, unhappily, I must disappoint you. It seems to me largely indistinguishable from rubbish. <laughs> Save for a few bright spots. <laughs> So many Americans are watching cable TV uh, as their main source of news, and if you do watch this consistently, you can see that the arguments they put forth consistently on any issue, they start from far left, and you know maybe they'll arrive at the moderate left or, or, or very moderate right. 
you know, at the end. But they're constantly giving airtime to the to the most bizarre leftists because it's accepted now that these ideas are valid, no matter how non-based in reality they are. Uh, uh, one of those ideas, which never is, is voiced, is, is that white people are a distinct group. <coughs> are a distinct group, as everyone else uh, is lauded to be, except us, as Dr. Hawking pointed out just a few moments ago. So. When they start talking about that, then we'll have made a, a, a great incremental leap, and I don't see that happening. Right. And, and if we're in the street of, uh, oh, if you're against us, that's white supremacy. No, we're white supremacy. We're against you, or well, I am anyway. <laughs> I'd like to ask. Yeah. yeah. I'd ask the, just the, anyone listening to this show, uh, you know, what do you have to lose by throwing your lot in with us, who will defend you openly? I saw, I saw an Asiatic down in Durham, North Carolina, carrying one of these banners, some leftist girl, you know, 20, 22 years old. And uh, even in the face of all this reality, they still will not say, we were wrong, you were right, it looks like. No, no, nothing. So. Yeah, well, what what is leftism other than the culture of critique, which is yeah. the, the Jewish uh, culture? Yeah, the whites are fantasists to they're they're not aware of, of biological facts and they can't pay attention to things and they have their heads filled with these dreams that they think are pretty and they ignore the consequences that trying to bring them make them real bring. You know, that this I'm good, I help bring in I'm with Lutheran immigration and relief <coughs> services. I bring Somalis into this country. I know they may rape or murder the occasional person, but think of the, the larger good. We're bringing the races together. We're all one in Jesus. And we're all one politically. And that's how they think. And they're right, insane. Because, because the whites are inherently evil or inherently defective or inherently wrong. And that is, uh, that's, that's the culture that the Jews have created and, and, and broadcast via microphone and university. So that whites actually think that this culture is is native to their own, and it's totally alien and self-destructive. Even Ann Coulter is on the network saying we are the only country in the world with no borders. The claw. We're the only country that behaves like this. And uh, of course, the Christians think that that's why we're morally superior. That's proof right there. Yeah, and the Jews have spread the idea that we're a nation of immigrants. And no one, that, no one's aware of where that comes from or what the actual intent of that statement is. That's often overlooked is that these Protestant do-gooders, that to make themselves feel better, they ruin your living space. Um, that, that's a huge part of it, that they, it, they, they preach equality, but, but really you have to hold a person in contempt to feel that they need a leg up. And, and, that, and that they need help, and that they're underprivileged, and everything. I mean, that, that's that's that, that's ex, that's implicit, very much in, in this whole um, this whole notion of um, it's just an extension of, of white man's burden, really. Well, it, yeah, it's in, in the abolitionist mentality, they didn't believe blacks were equal. They just wanted basically to torture whites who owned slaves and inflict their moralizing crusade on the rest of the world, and they won. And make themselves and, feel better in the process. Sure. They, right. they, the the they higher the impossibility, money. the greater the value. Hmm. Well, they, that sounds, ver that sounds very Judaic. Whites in North America should realize you have already lost. So what are you going to do now? And as Alex said, what do you have to lose by joining us? 
Yeah, you're not going to get any defense out of the Republicans because they're going to become a brown socialist Me Too party because this, the, the coloreds can't think in any other terms. Their IQs are too low, and, they, and they're already getting what they want as a nation, so why would, do they have any uh, reason to assimilate or think of themselves as individuals? They don't. Right. In, in this context, the white is the whipping boy. And if you go along with the context, that's exactly what you're going to be. You're just waiting to be picked out of the crowd like these Duke lacrosse players and be made an example of. Yeah, that's right. And, and as we are the ones with the brains, the beauty, and the money, of course they're just going to keep eating us until we're gone. <laughs> and and they have when, they, when you have the media on your side, you can pretty much do what you want. You can demonize whoever you want. You can set up a campaign against someone if you just simply don't like them, like they did against Bobby Knight and uh, uh, what's her name, the, uh, Martha Stewart. They weren't racialists, but they, they were figures of strength and discipline. And the media is simply set upon them and to destroy them, I believe, as, as sort of a, we've already got rid of all the overt anti-Semitism and racism. Let's get rid of anybody who has any strength at all who, who might be an example to white people. They were, they were guilty of competence. Yeah. Yes. They, and they were, they were somewhat domineering or, or dominant. They were very dominant, determined people. True. And, and the media doesn't like that. Republican politicians are willing to cater. They're, they're so slavishly... Uh, 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 catering to the Mexicans and, and the possible number of Hispanic voters, and they don't seem to have really a care in the world about whites because they know uh, a significant number of whites. I, I would guess around that's just my guess around 30 percent will vote outside their own racial interests considerably, <coughs> and a great number of those are women and Christians. So mm -hmm. they're not even worried about the larger numbers of us. That's, that's no, they just. They throw a little conservative rhetoric, like, we got to shut down those borders or this and that, and that's good enough for the majority of even white males. You keep voting Republican, nothing changes, it just gets worse. But yeah, Durham's coming your way, people, wherever you live. If it's not there already, if you live in those cities, or as I say, like L.A. and New York and Atlanta, <coughs> you know already. Okay. Memphis, you know. Honolulu, any of these, you know. Just keep waiting, and it's coming. Even these Midwesterners know it now. It's, it's a little bit exciting for me to see it. At least some of them will say, you know what, we don't want it. There are a few places. That yeah, well, we have a, a, a feel-good story uh, here out of New York City. Um, a billionaire, the Post, and the 22,000 shakedown. Page Six writer wanted cash to stop inaccurate <coughs> coverage. A New York Post Page Six staffer solicited <laughs> 220,000 from a high-profile billionaire in return for a year's protection against inaccurate and unflattering items about him in the gossip page. The Daily News has learned. In two 90-minute meetings characterized by a shocking breach of ethics, Jared Paul Stern, a fixture on the city's gossip scene who also edited Page Six, the magazine, asked for a series of payments from Ron Burkle, the managing partner of Yucapa Coast, a conglomerate with interests in supermarkets, celebrity clothing lines, and media. It was all set up, a sting monitored by law enforcement, including the U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI, who are now investigating the extortion attempt. 
Alex, uh, did you happen to catch us? What you gonna do is pay me, uh, you're gonna pay me a hundred thousand a month, I'm gonna get a micro cam, I'm gonna stick it in your toilet, we're gonna run pictures of your asshole all over page six. <laughs> you know. Scalpers! Gentlemen, I provide a service, and a service costs money. As Simone said in Fast Times at Bridgemont High. But I mean, I, this is green tie wearing fag looking, uh, Jew is, is, uh, shaking down this other fucking Jew. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like hyper chutzpah. I mean, how how do you shake down a billionaire and, and think you're just gonna? I mean, why wouldn't he go? Look, you little twit. I'm gonna pay someone else four thousand dollars to rub you out, you little faggot. I mean, he, the, the subtitle to this story is Piker Jew goes after whale Jew gets taken down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It, didn't he also I mean, want ten thousand dollar a year stipend? And you know, I, I saw Charles Murray was the author of the Bell Curve on TV. And he said if we got rid of the welfare bureaucracy in this country, we should just get rid of it, and we should give everybody $10,000 a year, because in only about four years, uh, we'd come out ahead. And he doesn't mean just welfare recipients, Carlin's. He means every citizen of the country. So, so maybe he wanted his uh, $10,000 a year early. This, this paragraph in the middle, you can catch the, uh, the poisecuted mentality. An exasperated Burkle finally said, how much do you vaunt? After Stern said he could control coverage by Richard Johnson, the column's chief writer, and his staff, um, a hundred thousand to get going, and then you could get it to me on a month to month, maybe like ten thousand. I mean, I thought Jews were were articulate. God, I mean, but think of the balls of this guy. I mean, what what kind of a billionaire? How could he possibly believe he could get away with that? It's called chutzpah. It, it, it must be. I mean, it must be the same chutzpah that I. We need. A, you know, we need a, a new Pearl I, Harbor. I, I, it happened. <laughs> I think. Yeah. From? <laughs> and now Pitch at the New York Times is, is fighting with the New York Post because of <coughs> they had their, their Negro writer, fiction writer, who would uh, supposedly write factual stories, and uh, so they're back and forth about which one is the more, the more. Uh, hey, but but. Craig, there's one point here that, that I like to I, I like this story for, which is he says I can control coverage. Oh, he sounds like an anti-Semite. In addition to being a Jew, I mean, he, he's saying <laughs> I can I can control coverage. I can control what appears in the New York Post. He's using the language of uh, that we use. Jews control the media. Well, geez, if they're doing it directly for their own financial benefit, are, are they not doing it in all these other areas where there's huge billion-dollar benefits to be reaped? They're not shading coverage. Well, of course they are. This is just a, a personal, non-political example of the general process. They fuck us. They fuck our white politicians who might otherwise represent our interests by essentially the same deal. Look, you either toe the liberal line that race doesn't exist, or we will we will treat you unflatteringly and we'll destroy your career if you ever if you ever dare so much as to criticize Israel or criticize the the racial refounding of the country on the egalitarian lie that race does not exist. If you do that, we'll destroy you. So it's the exact same thing. This is just a this is just a an odd and, and a personal and inter-Jew example of what Jews do to whites all the time. The system is based on it. I think intra-racial Jewish crime is fascinating, and I think it's much more common than we might think. But like 95% of reality, it doesn't it doesn't make the headlines. This was yeah. an exception because um, it was it was it was a coded message to Jews everywhere that Piker Jew on elite Jew crime will not be tolerated. I think. Uh, yeah, except this guy is a, a 
A piker, yeah. I guess we're we're all pikers compared to a billionaire. In, in, he's in an upstart too. But well, yeah, he is. But I mean, he come on. I mean, he's writing for. Look at that tie. Post. Look at that tie. It, it is ridiculous. I suspect he's a homo. Who's uh, he's a homo? He's a society homo. He had to be getting fairly well paid himself. He's not like starving to death or anything. He's writing page six of, of a of a major paper. But you, page six is, I think, like a gossip column type thing. Oh. Um. How much is enough for for a social climbing oh, never enough. columnist Jew? Never enough, man. He wants to take his boyfriends out for a round at whatever. No, I don't yeah, know. I'm going to still say then. it's it's not been confirmed, at least on my end, that Burkle is a Jew. Where where's this confirmation that Burkle, the billionaire, is a Jew? It's on the board, according according to. Flynn, we have some, there's a Lycos, there's a, if you search, if you run the name through a search, apparently the surname has, oh, Ron Burkle is another Jewish billionaire mogul. I don't know if he's or not, but I mean, his, his lines are in, in uh, supermarkets, uh, clothing and media, so those are certainly Jewish strongholds. Here, here's and those are Jewish as, as much as other stuff. Here's an interesting blurb from Aflon.net. He, along with Eli Broad and other Jews, were the ones that put on the Democratic National Convention in Los Angeles and was a big fundraiser for the Gore-Lieberman presidential campaign. Yeah, so he probably would have been at those those parties where the, the Clintons were mingling with the Hollywood elite out there. He sounds like the type of person that would do that. This is Yucaipa or whatever it is. I never heard of it before. It sounds like a basically a, a Jew conglomerate dealing with Latin America. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I grew up in New York City, and I never met many white billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, what, I mean, yeah. Ford, Forbes runs the list, and Jews are at least a quarter of the ultra elite, and probably more than that if you really dug into it. But uh, there are more Jews. Yeah, this there are more Jews. glittery-eyed little social climbing Jew tried to bite off a little more than he could chew. I mean, it, it seems inherently ridiculous to think he'd be able to get away with that. How can he not think the guy's going to tape him or simply have him eliminated? That that 117 IQ must be kicking in. I, I guess maybe they maybe that is a, just a simple example of overreaching. He's definitely got those glittery eyes, like he's looking around to hear something. This guy was one slick operator, which is also why he was he was uh, censured because he's such a slick operator. He's lowering the bar for Jews everywhere with yeah. this amateurish scam. Fucking a hundred thousand. Yeah, well, it says here he is a thousand to get going, and then ten thousand. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, well, it says here he is a major Democratic Party fundraiser and is a senior advisor to former President Bill Clinton. Seen Diddy Combs. Is this Burkle? Burkle. That's Burkle. That's okay. a his party boy billionaire. All right, Leonardo. Stern is, Stern is 36. Stern is 36, and, and maybe he didn't get the book deal he wanted or something, so this is his way of moving up in the world, apparently. He's trying a ridiculously harebrained scheme to uh, leverage some money out of an exceptionally rich kike with a fortune of $2.3 billion. It's really a funny story. I think we can all enjoy it. Another way, if you watch, uh, when you watch your DVDs, if you look at the producer, you know, the special uh, sections of the DVDs, uh, I was looking at the one who produced uh, this Angeline Jolie movie uh, uh, recently. His name was Levin. And I thought, where did this Jew come from? You know, who ever heard of these people? And yet they come out and they're, they're putting all these things on uh, national media just by the by the truckload, and they have huge amounts of money. And it's not as if they arose uh, uh, 
by dint of their own effort. They, they, they did it through, through Jewish cooperation in many cases, or in some other cases, they, uh, they, uh, but their families had, had these assets, and this is what they used them for, to produce media. And uh, it, it's quite amazing to see the numbers of, of media, or the numbers of people doing this. You know, back to the Durham case, just for an instant, they had a Stacy Onowitz, I think, or something like that, her name was. She's the assistant district attorney for the state of Florida with a New York accent, of course. And a lot of these Jewesses have died jobs, and they come on, and she, of course she's all for the, uh, the prosecution to steamroll her ahead, even in the face of all these other things. So these people are just everywhere, all over the map, telling us how to think, and they succeeded mightily because whites are thinking the way they've been told to think, which is, uh, uh, you're nobody, you've done wrong, uh, uh, you're not worthy of having your culture even... Uh, celebrated in the media. Yeah, well, it also shows yeah. a bit how he works. He even tried to get Burkle to become a source <coughs> for his gossip com, uh, which means he not only wanted money from him, but he wanted him to pass on information that he could then use uh, or, or blackmail other people with. Was he forced to uh, resign yet? Uh, I think there's an ongoing investigation. <laughs> well, that's rich. He's emailing. And he he said guy. that these allegations were completely outrageous. Yeah, uh, two hours later. Rupert Murder, Murdoch owns that too. That's Rupert Mar Murdoch's publication. Yeah. Two hours later, the paper had suspended him pending the outcome of a federal investigation. Murdoch's married to a woman, I think, in her late thirties, a Chinese woman. This is funny, though. Here. Here, Burkle is playing. They have all this on tape, basically. Burkle is plain spoken and patient, letting Stern do most of the talking. At times, however, Burkle seems frustrated at Stern's meandering. <laughs> there are various levels of protections. Stern begins saying, for, for, for level one, you know, I could, uh, <laughs> I could use a list of approved adjectives to describe your business operations. <laughs> but, I mean, this fucking guy can sit there and lay out these different levels of protections like it's a goddamn menu of, of options for these shake I mean, this is This is absurd. I mean, Woody Allen ought to do something on this. But yeah, this guy's a little, he's a little, he's a little 36-year-old, gray-haired, green tie-wearing fuck who's, who's, basically, he's just a freelancer who edits this page in, in this in newspaper, so he is more of a piker. I, I thought he was a little, a little better known, but... Looks like he wasn't moving up in the world fast enough. So, yeah. <laughs> this truly is a stuff of comedy, though. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this guy's tie is egregious. <laughs> it's I, I think you're right about that, Alex. It says here, um, he and Stern sat across from each other at a round glass table. Stern slender with dyed blonde hair. <laughs> Wore a sport jacket and, and, and blue jeans. <laughs> Perhaps he was uh, voicing his denim revolution statement. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Here's a parallel, right? Have you ever been to I had a chiropractor? You're sitting there in your underwear, and they're like, you know, you've only got one spine. How committed are you to your spine's health? It's like I can see him sitting there. You know, you know, Rod, you've only got one reputation. I mean, how much do you care about protecting it? You want level one, and any anybody can acquire level one. You're a billionaire. You want you want at least level three, level four. You know. And, <laughs> It's so kikish, the whole story from every, no matter which aspect you look at it from, the kike shines through. And, uh. It, it's hard to Jew a Jew. 
<laughs> I'm trying to do a Jew like that, at least. It's not I, impossible, but difficult. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look up a billionaire. I'm going to shoot him off an email saying that I intend to uh, shake him down. And would he please have a, a, a luncheon date with me next Thursday where we can discuss it and which level of protection he wants to purchase? I mean, is that wacky? That's not thought through in any possible way. Can this be submitted to the authors of the bell curve for the, uh, again, the vaunted Jewish intelligence? The Proof against, yeah, the, uh, where did I see somewhere in the site, someone was putting something like how their, their IQ has been rising. It's 112, and it's 113, and it's 114, and it's, it's all the way up to 117 now. But, but in actuality, it's not that high. Apparently, the claim in, in the bell curve is that 24 out of 1,000 Ashcan Nazis have an IQ over 140, as opposed to 4 out of 1,000 whites, 4 out of 1,000. Well, that's unfortunate if true, because when you take that with the networking, then you get a, a thing where they can carry off what we see, which is a predominance in the elite institutions. And oh, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's true at all. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true well, at all. Murray's, I think Murray, Murray's not a liar. I mean, Murray's not someone who I think would make things up. He's he's kind of wishy-washy on stuff. He doesn't he doesn't really give it the right. I uh, think they're genius lies in networking. Well, they're 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 organized. Yeah, but the, the big taboo is they don't, don't speak openly about the white race as a viable or valid grouping, ethnic grouping. And if you do, just speak disparagingly of it or or, or semi-disparagingly. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a great story anyway. Yeah, well, it's, this uh, it's brings us... comedy. Right. This brings us to TNB, uh, just so we know that these uh, blaster-consuming kikes aren't <laughs> the only thing we have to deal with, but um, TNB... Dizzle, my niggas, it's time for the TNB section of our program. Brought to us by the NAACP and others. Um, here we have a case uh, from she. Where is it? Uh, from uh, Shreveport. Shreveport. Um, one by the name, a man by the name of uh, Proc, 52, was severely beaten and set afire when he interrupted a home invasion robbery Saturday at his elderly mother's home in the 8,800 8, block of Spring Ridge Greenwood Road in rural West Caddo Parish. Proc's mother, Bobby Proc, suffered smoke inhalation and minor injuries but was released from the hospital Tuesday night. Hundreds of relatives, friends, and colleagues, some from as far as New Orleans, gathered Wednesday in the truck stop town of Greenwood for Joe Proc's funeral at First Baptist Church. So he in, he interrupted a home invasion robbery. How gauche. So in, uh, in Louisiana, you mean you do not have the right to... Uh Attack home invaders. Some states you cannot, you know. If you attack someone in your home, you can be prosecuted. We saw, in, remember, in England, uh, they've had people who fought off home invasions from some of the niggers there, and they've uh, they've been busted themselves. That one farmer who used a gun on uh, some coon was was in trouble for years, if I'm recalling that correctly. But of course, I remember they have gun gun control, and we ought, we ought to say a word, just insert a word here that. Uh, Couple of friends of, of, of VNN, uh, Simon Shepard, heretical, and uh, Luke O'Farrell, who writes column for heretical, were thrown in a prison for uh, speaking the kind of things we're saying here in Goyfire. 
And I believe Shepard was released, but I think O'Farrell is still still in the hopper. And I'm not sure what the specifics were, but guaranteed they were for uh, criticizing minorities and Jews, which O'Farrell in particular does, very, both of them very similar to the way we do it at BNN. We just want to reiterate our call for any Europeans who want to speak freely. Uh, use our uh, Internet service provider, Cable Bay, at CableBayInternet.com and uh, speak your mind uh, at VNN in, in America where we still have the First Amendment until the Jews can do away with it. Just interjecting that there. Now back to regularly scheduled TNB with Aegis. Yeah. Aegis, uh, did anything happen in South Africa this week? <laughs> Why? Strange you should ask, Alex. I want to tell you a story about niggers going into an Afrikaner's home, cutting off their feet and sticking them in a pot of boiling water. Surely you'd make that up. No, no, it actually happened. In fact, it's on the front page of VNN. Let me see here. Where is it? It's uh, This Week in Hush Crimes, 14th of April. Uh, it's appended as a comment. It's, it's just the article itself. I'm going to read a little bit. It's so, so outrageous. And you think about how this would be reported from pole to pole and around the equator uh, if, if whites did anything like this to blacks ever. Uh, Vryhide. Robert, Robbers cut the soles off an elderly man's feet before forcing him and his wife to put their feet in a bath of boiling hot water. Kuz Van Wyck, or Van Wyck uh, and his wife Martha, 56, the owners of Magobi Game Farm at Glückstadt near Vryhide in KwaZulu and Natal were overpowered about 20 to 30 on Saturday. So here you got this old couple. She's watching TV. He's taking a bath. They heard the front door being forced open, and uh, five armed men overpowered the couple, threatened them with firearms, and demanded money. They took 250 rand, six firearms, two sewing machines, a CD player, and Miss Van Wyck's diamond ring before forcing the couple into the bathroom where they were forced to put their feet into boiling hot water. Mabatha said that robbers probably did this to prevent the couple from going for help. And then this is the mentality of these fucking niggers who have IQs of about 60 is, let's cut their feet off so they can't chase us. You know, I, I mean, I guess that's better than shooting them to death. They're cutting their throats like they usually do to these Afrikaner farmers. But a, a police official close to the investigation said the soles of Van Wyck's feet were sliced off before he was forced to put his feet in the water. The police found the flesh in another part of the house, he said. There's, the Van Wykes, are, who had serious burns, are still in critical condition in the hospital. Mabatha said they had not arrested anybody yet in connection with the attack. <coughs> That's your news, South Africa. That's, apartheid was horrible, but this is good. And this doesn't make the papers anywhere in the U.S. This is purely coming from a uh, uh, South African source that I happen to see on Google. It fucking makes me sick. And there's been thousands of farmers killed just uh, the way these were assaulted. Ileana Mercer hasn't written anything about this? Uh, not that I've seen, no, surprisingly yeah. enough. Hmm. You know, and, and, and Curious. Equality. This, this is what equality means. This is the functional meaning of equality. Niggers holding up your grandpa and grandma and cutting their feet off and sticking their feet in boiling water. That's the price of pretending that niggers are humans. Do you want to pay it? I don't want to pay it. I don't want to live in an America where, where niggers are 80% of the population like they are in South Africa, if not more. There's a, there's a few coloreds, but it's basically all niggers and, and, and coloreds and, and five, six million whites. And this right, this is the future of America. Here. When you're around these people, when you walk past and there are numerical super, uh, superior numbers, I, I've seen children do this recently of late, that they will spit, uh, pointedly mm -hmm. spit, and that they will uh, uh, make sudden loud noises. Mm -hmm. You know, just when you're walking by.
just out of the blue. Yeah. And another thing, another thing they like to do is walk directly at you in the grocery store, in a in a you know a department store, anywhere. Just walk at you, either with a cart or or on foot. They will. I literally see this all day long. It's amazing. And, and yet still, whites will pretend wonderful opportunity. This controversy. What are you talking about? They don't. They don't even have the basic civil courtesies to be human. And uh, yeah. people in LA know this. I'm sure they know. Right. Yeah, well, I have here. I can even top that story. Coming, coming to you again from Shreveport. Man accused of eating his dog alive. Now, man, of course, is uh, in quotation marks. We're obviously talking about a manimal. Um, Wait, he just said to the egregious bias. We don't know that that's a, that that's a black, do we? Does it say black in there anywhere? Well, the 49-year-old reggae Paul Fountain stands accused. It's not, it's not reggae, it's re, re, Reggie. He oh, probably listens Reggie. to reggae, but he probably listens to reggae while he's eating. It's reggae mind. Reggie. He's listening to Buffalo Soldiers and munching on uh, Fido, <laughs> whatever niggers name their pit bulls. Yeah, here, I've got a quote for you. Quote, he chewed that and ate it. He had blood all over his face. He had blood on his chest. He was in his underwear, walking down the street, talking to himself and the dog, says Russell. He was imbibing the spirit of the dog. America has only one question. Did he hit that before he eat that? Or, or maybe he hit it after he ate it. You notice how common that niggism has become, hit that? There was a 21-year-old black hero who off six members of his family this week in Southern Yes, I just saw that. Have you heard about him? Yes. So they're not all bad. Right. Russell says four police officers had to restrain the man so that they could remove the dog from his hands. She says she will now prosecute the case in the, to the fullest and leave the penalty in the hands of the jury. Uh, quote, his excuse, which I don't care what his excuse was, was that he was on PCP and cocaine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't, wasn't any worship sandwich, but I think it wasn't religious issue. No, no, he wasn't. I, I think he's just an ordinary homegrown nigger, if I had to guess, since his name is Reggie. That's and, But this was Louisiana, wasn't it? Yes, it was. In the same yeah. part of the country, uh, the same there is part Santa of Louisiana. Louisiana. There is Santa Rita. I know it's um, not Florida. I don't know about Louisiana, but a little voodoo, maybe. Um, yeah. Right. And this I gentleman is 49 years old. His excuse was he thought it was a human, his first choice. Craig remembers that, that black guy that was found in the street with part of his girlfriend's lung hanging out of his mouth. Yeah, so now even dogs are no longer safe. Well, I, I, know, uh, I know that blacks, they like, to, they like pit bulls and they like to beat them and make them vicious. And they also like to take unwanted dogs and just throw them out in the freeway. They're, they're nasty. And I, I really believe any kind of animal protection is, is really only a, it's a white thing. That's one reason all these environmentalists, you know, you need to lift your head up and look at the big picture. The big picture is if whites don't exist as a race, there ain't going to be many other animals besides niggers and coloreds that do. Even attractive grasshopper species will disappear. Even attractive insects will no longer inhabit planet Earth. It will just be ants, roaches, niggers, mexcrement, a bunch of kites who are trying to uh, shake each other down. Salem shows it's all the same thing. That's right, Alex. Let's not forget it. Yeah, and, and so preserving attractive animals is important. 
you know, white white people, you know, here's an example. I, I believe I've cited this before. We had the guy who wrote the article in TAA number two about the game farm that his brother owned in the, and, and working commercial farm in Zimbabwe that was lost to the niggers when they took over. 7,000 acres full of giraffes and, 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 and attractive crops and animals and uh, all lost. That's what nigger takeover means. That and, and them cutting lost off their feet and sticking them in boiling water and eating their dog and a and hundred other things. It's, it's all bush meat. It, yeah, it's all bush meat to the nigger. <laughs> and then, and then they, they just save a middle for the road. They pack it in their suitcase and they take off for Heathrow. And they, uh, and because they, I know they busted a bunch of them at one point. Imagine taking a nasty, a nasty suitcase full of like, what the fuck is that? Is that monkey toes? She showed up in Florida from Haiti with a with a skull in her suitcase. Ah yeah. They let her off with a misdemeanor. Yeah. You're right, and they, and they also, what do they do? They they kill animals and slit their throats and and leave the sacrifices in the in the alleys outside of courtways out there. Down in Florida, that, that's their Santeria. That's their Christian African insanity. Right. If you go to Africa and you go into these game parks, they'll they'll put like wires and trees so the giraffes get caught, uh, and so the giraffes are just you know there. Their their throats are cut open, and then they're just left to rot. Uh, so it, it's not. It's just wasteful. Sixty IQ. Hijinks uh, that that is just terribly destructive for for habitat and and of course white living space which is the most important habitat of all. My God, it's it's a city of apes. It's a madhouse. A madhouse. Yeah, you're right. We do have an article here. Belarus opposition wants public trial of Lushenko. Uh, opponents of Belarus President Alexander Lushenko launched a campaign on Friday for a symbolic trial of the leader, calling his 12-year rule a political Chernobyl. Opposition leader Atoli Labedko campaigning in Lithuania for international support urged international human rights organizations to back the idea of a public trial, just like Milosevic or someone else. Uh, Lashenko is criticized in the West for crushing dissent, silencing the media, and for tough police action against the opposition. The European Union imposed a ban on the president and his 30 top officials in protest at election fraud when he won a third term in March in a poll the U. EU said was rigged. This is um, this reminds me of in in Denmark when they were pressing the EU, they were marketing the EU, and they didn't get the result they wanted on the referendum. So they fired up the propaganda machine. Six months later, it barely squeaked through. They did um, more aggressive tactics in Georgia and Ukraine, and now it's Belarus's um, uh, turn. So what was the the denim uh, revolution, Alex? They they got their sequence of operations uh, mixed matched, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah I, I, now I'm trying to recall the specifics, but I saw someone reporting that a German paper had run basically their the cover article about oh the protesters stood out there for hours waving their denim flags, 
just like in that orange revolution, except it didn't happen because I guess there was particularly yeah. bad weather or maybe they didn't mm-hmm. pay their rent a mob enough. Mm-hmm. So, but okay. it just revealed the utter sham that, you know, this, this, these democratic revolutions yes. really are. With, um, millions and millions of dollars with, of, uh, by sometime communist, sometimes capitalist, full-time Jew, George Soros, uh, backing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they're clearly I, set up from word one. And they, t- what they love to do is take an attractive woman and they put her in some color-coded uniform and have her with a flower and, Oh, this woman yes. loves democracy. She's a symbol yes. of the people's will. What, unless you're a bleeding moron, you can see that democracy means a ruler acceptable to the Jews. Because, like, Hamas gets 90% of the vote, whatever. Hey, you know, well, it wasn't the election democratic. That's what they want. And, uh, no. You know, Bush said they don't want that kind of, we don't want that kind of democracy, though. That's what he said, Alan. Bush, Bush said that. <laughs> that yeah. Democracy is not <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. And th- these people are demented and dangerous. These Jews, this, this I mean, they're, is, they're all like that Jared Paul Stern. This is very relevant because Belarus and Russia proper are, as far as I know, the only non-EU um, countries that, that could even even come close to being, you know, white homeland status. So mm-hmm. they have Jewocracy on one hand. They have uh, EU pressure on the other. I mean, they're really tantamount to... They're really the same. Both made the pariah of nations because they stand up against Jewry, international Jewry. True. And there's the same split between the elite and the people over there. There is here, as Dubblehawken said. I mean, the EU is 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 the one that wants to let in all these foreigners from from Asia and Africa into Europe. The people want to stay in their separate, discrete nations. That's just common sense. That people who are alike want to be together. And they don't want have, it, but but the elite says no. You got to mix. You got to get rid of your money. You got to get rid of your your birth commonality. Well, there's something interesting here in front of me. Uh, Belarusian State Security Committee ch- uh, Chairman Stefan Sukarenko has accused the opposition of conspiring to stage a coup. News agencies said Thursday. Sukarenko said he had evidence that the United States and Georgia were backing efforts to overthrow the country's current regime by force in Sunday's presidential elections. The man also said a colonel from the Georgian Security Services and American instructors had conducted examinations and that the Americans had told them to bomb four polling stations at schools in Minsk during voting Sunday. Right, yeah, we it's, have it's you all managed and for the idiots. It's like yeah. a different version of sports. You know, it's we another aspect here. It, quote, it would be a legal trial that could be held in Vilnius, Prague or Warsaw, to which we would invite influential people, he said. But we shouldn't only stress its legal aspect. It also has moral, political, and spiritual sides. Yeah. It's just a cynical charade of these, these, these assholes who want to manage the world, you know, into, into the ground. And they are. There's nothing right. else to say about it. It's disgusting. Right. Alex, you said in last program, this time it's the world, and I think you're right. You know, the Jews yeah. are, are the box. And, well, yeah, uh, you know, global real. revolution, whether it's communism or Trotsky, whether it's, it's, it's overt communism or whether it's called multiculturalism or a new world order, it's the same thing. These uh, people love centralization, <coughs> keeping themselves as the only remaining race, mixing the rest mm-hmm. of us out of existence, and it, it'll just be a shithole. 
You, you can see it. Here's an interesting response to this, this Guardian blog from March 20th. Which of us outside of Belarus and even their own electorate really knows Lukashenko or any other politician for that matter? Dictator and friend are just two words that politicians and media kick around according to taste. Maybe the election... The election was rigged in some way, but then monkey see, monkey do. If the most powerful world leader can con his way into power, then why not me or you or Lukashenko? If you search websites in Belarus, you can find minority groups. Even Jews have these minority groups which are sanctioned and allowed by the government, and uh, Jews particularly. So what they have plenty of freedom there. You know, these are in some cases financed by the government of Belarus. So they're very... Uh, Oh, I have a per I have a first-hand account that Belarus is considerably freer than than the Qua, considerably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go there and film and then try to find out. You have to have permission to to film, but I'm going to try. I'll be pretty close. Yes. Nazi Germany let Jews run around in it. It may have labeled them, but it let plenty of them yes. run around. There were hundreds of thousands of them running around at the end of the war. That's how it is here right now. The last part of this blog is really the good part. And while we're on the subject, could the media also please stop hijacking the insignia of the long gone? and sadly missed counterculture to somehow symbolize the idea of communi communism being overturned by peaceful, honest means. This would not be a denim revolution, merely a corporate one. It's a polyester revolution, I think we can all agree. Yes. <laughs> it's it's ill-fitting, it doesn't breathe. But it's very smooth and shiny in the outside. It looks, it looks good to people who can't see that it's cheap and tacky. But, uh, yeah, it fits um, the populace like a cheap suit. Yeah, I mean it, mm. it. It, but, but the. Uh, uh, am I trying to say that the guy made a good point that all, which I made before, it, it needs to be emphasized. What do we know about Belarus? Well, everything yes. we know comes through a handful of Jews, Absolutely. Jew writers over there, Jew editors over here, <coughs> and what we hear, which is believe me, the story has changed many. You know, it's been converted into something Jew friendly. Mm -hmm. So that it's almost a rule. You can simply take the opposite of what you read and assume it's true. They say someone's our enemy. Well, he's our friend. Yeah, well, it's funny. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened in communist Russia with Pravda, the truth. Uh, mm -hmm. But see, at that point, it reached critical mass that even the mass of of idiots or local yokels or you name it, just they knew they were being bullshitted. And at some point, I mean, if we look at what a, a terrible situation Russia was in, uh, and it just fell apart. Uh, to, in a in large degree, um, I mean, that's what we're looking at this time on a world scale. You really see the disappointment in Solzhenitsyn coming from just that 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 point of view that these people knew they were being deceived, they knew they were being murdered, and there was still no no real resistance. In, in, in the early days of, of the Bolshevik Revolution, he said that, you know, the uh, NKVD would pull up in their vans and, pull, and come into apartment buildings and pull people out of there. And they, they, were very, they were very few in number. Alex has noted this many times. They could have been ambushed with axes and, and pipes and stuff like that pretty effectively, but they, but they weren't. Yeah, and it's the same in America today. I mean, the number of neocons that actually controls a country, if you killed about 200 people, you would basically eliminate the problem, I believe. I would never dare to raise a hand against a Jew or encourage anybody to. But that's probably about what it is. I mean, there's, there's, there may be 10,000, but there's probably more like a couple hundred. They would at least shrink pretty quickly. That's they, what Henry they Ford said. Uh, if you, if you took money away from the 200 or so richest Jewish families, there would be practically no war, revolution, and strife. Uh -huh. and, you know, rebe uh, 
Is that, is that in the international view? Yes, yes it is. Yeah. These tens upon tens of millions of Mexicans who they're urging to become citizens and vote will certainly vote in racial solidarity. And the repercussions of that will be phenomenal. I would say almost equal to a worldwide oil uh, uh, crisis that involved uh, the shutdown of, of, of vast sectors or, or the radical change of vast sectors of our society. And it's coming, and we're seeing all the indications. <coughs> yeah. Craig, I think you're right because... Heads, only in a very limited, very limited viewpoint. They don't tell you precisely what's going to occur societally yeah. and culturally because it would just be too well, short. Well, it's Craig, when you've you got, you got five, ten thousand Mexicans marching through a 2,500-man town, uh, town and the white people are on the bar going, damn, I mean, you better believe it enhances a white self-identification. We know damn well we're not Mexicans, and we know damn well that they ain't our friends. They're our enemies. So it, in that sense, it does get, as it gets worse, it does get better. The FBI, the Uniform Crime Report, if I'm not mistaken, they've even stopped in the past few years. I think they stopped it. Last year was 2002, enumerating minority crimes because it just looked too bleak. You know, the reality is people like us, these things, improving these via federal statistics, and this just became too annoying and untenable to them, to their interests. It, Craig, that's a nice parallel to their refusing to list the uh, M3, the, the the money supply, which is essentially the the amount of money that they're running off on their on their presses. They don't want you to know what they're doing, and their media cover it up. And they don't just cover it up. They tell you the reverse of what's going on. The the M3 is the money supply that I guess the Treasury or, or some other Department of Government would publish. And they quit publishing them, I think, last month. And the libertarians make a great deal of that, saying, look, they're not even telling you how much they're inflating their currency. And that's directly equivalent to their not telling you the racial breakdown of crimes. And even when they did, they would only tell you years after the fact. They don't want you to know what they're doing to you and the country. Okay, that tells you that they are corrupt elite that needs to be replaced. That tells you 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 now need to effect a revolution if you want to have any future in your own country. That's a criminal conspiracy. Government is a criminal conspiracy at this point, and it's against the interests of just normal working white people. And, and, and Craig, 80% of them, even in the controlled media, admits that 80% of people don't want these tens of millions of Mexicans coming in here. They know it's bad for the country. Where's the one politician uh, who stand up and say that? I, I know you seldom see television, I suppose, unless it's in a relative's home or something occasionally. But the mm -hmm. the amount of war drumming now for this Iranian war is just amazing. I mean, it's several hours a day, I would guess, between the three cable yeah. networks. And they'll have experts yeah. on. And there are these neocons, these few hundred of them, or a few thousand, as you, as you speak of. And yet six generals have come out and uh, said that Rumsfeld should resign. And so in the midst of all this, maybe this is how they intend to float the dollar. Certainly they want to protect uh, is, uh, seemingly protect is. That's why um, I just wonder why the Iranians, if they will really uh, defend the, the, the rest of the world, in a sense, uh, do not consider Mexico City. I, I don't understand because uh, maybe they will because... Uh, that would, you see, change the whole southern border. First of all, the United States would have to put massive numbers of National Guard on the, on the border after an attack upon Mexico. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mexico City. Yeah. I don't want to get too far off on this, but... Uh, uh, no, that's a good point. I mean, it's interesting to hear that there, you know, you certainly see a lot of that online. It, it does seem insane. It's like you're losing one war, so let's start another one, as, as yeah. Paul Craig Roberts. It's just amazing. And, uh, and uh, again... 
they, they seem to think the whole globe is their, uh, the whole planet is, is their playground. What's, what's the Chinese word? Uh, not minions, what is it? Uh, um, Mandarin. They're like, uh, what's his name was in, uh, during Vietnam, uh, McNamara. Except it's just read some best, Yeah, there. the best and the brightest. <laughs> that sounds pretty Straussian. And who are their big supporters? The Christians. And by, by the way, a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, as the Mexicans pointed out during these demonstrations, oh, what about our boys over there fighting in Iraq? In other words, killing Shiites. You know, those are Mexicans too over there killing the Shiites. Take note, Iran. The world is one big playground. That sounds pretty Straussian right there. The yeah, didn't, uh, didn't uh, what's her name, the Condoleezza Rice called Ron Brown and told him not to fly in a plane on, on 911? That won't go away. That little story. No, that won't go away. That's like Odigo. It just it just doesn't go away. Well, it has a certain lingering interest as a, as a fact that we must never connect to other facts. It's a gorgeous tile in the mosaic of of a Jewish perfidy that is nine one one. But yeah, uh, well, anyway. okay, closing. So, so anything uh, we've talked about a lot. Uh, Chain, let's start with you. Do you have anything to say? Just what I've said throughout this is whites need to stop embroiling themselves in, in nigger culture. Just forget it. Forget the football. Forget Denzel Washington. Forget the whole schmear. Just try it. You know, just the way you try, uh, you know, going on a diet or suddenly exercising. You know, just go complete cold turkey. Just quit it. Say, you know what? I'm not going to talk to I'm not going to befriend these people. I'm going to take... An inordinate and normal, healthy interest in white history, white archaeology, uh, uh, white future on this planet, and we're a beleaguered minority on the planet. You need to understand that there's nothing wrong. Copy the minorities, do what they do. Support your own people. Talk about it openly with your friends and family. Say, oh, there's a, this is the new me, and that's it. And uh, if you don't like it, too bad. And you'll feel a lot healthier and happier for it in the long run. You might go through a few bumps along the way, but the point is, uh, the wave hasn't crested yet, and it's going to, in terms of right resistance to this, to this uh, Jewish uh, internationalist uh, world globalism. We are in control of the world, and, and you're our Christian followers, onward Christian soldiers. Just forget, <coughs> forget it already. Double hockey. We, we, we are glad to have you on today, and we do try, as I said, we try to have different uh, intelligent people from VNN and VNN Forum uh, come on our show, so you get a different little different picture of the world with each one and uh, uh, different different background, and uh, we'll keep doing that. And we'll have double hopping back in the, in the future as well, and we're glad to hear from Byron also. Thanks for having me. We as whites have a window in this country. Maybe it, it will be five years, maybe it will be 25 years, although I doubt it, to live within reasonable freedom and safety and to make money, which is even more important, before we... we more than likely we'll have to bug out. And I think that career-wise that we should be looking, all of us individually, I think the only whites who will survive, um, who, who will thrive, definitely thrive, perhaps um, only survive will be those who can do what the Untermenschen can't. So um, become skilled, learn how to do something, um, uh, and, and just, just, just acquire a so you can provide um, savings for, for your family to have a back door. Um, again, to segue into what uh, Congolese said, um, just as, as, a, as one possible option, um, any, uh, any place where the, that, that that woman says is the last tyranny in Europe can't be all bad. There must be something good about it. So just as one, uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Certainly true. 
certainly true. And and uh, save your money, don't spend it, don't waste it on <coughs> you consumer baubles, and protect yourself by developing skills and, and staying off the TV, which is just Jewish poison, and keep it out of your kids' heads and teach them the stuff, the truth of what we're saying here in Goyfire. Teach that to them. Print out stuff from the site and use it. But uh, VNN is also uh, just, uh, it's aimed at adult males. And some people were upset about a uh, graph we used that did use porn images, although it itself was not pornography, a distinction that many failed to make. And uh, let, me, let me put it this way. We've been trying this white stuff for 50 years, and it hasn't gone anywhere. And we're going to use whatever tactic or strategy we can come up with to get it working. And that page got a hell of a lot of views, and it, it, it made very forcibly and memorably the connection between Jews and the pornography they produce, which is increasingly ass anal sex fixated and interracial uh, nigger on blonde fixated. And we will do whatever we think is appropriate. Right. People call it porn. You call it agitprop. You know, I just, I sure do. I sure do. What, what I want to say is that white nationalism has been around a while and it's had essentially zero success. So we need to try new things. We don't keep doing the same things that have failed. And a lot of what has failed is simply, maybe it's failed because the time's not right, but that can easily become an excuse. It's also failed because people are obsessed with facts and reasons and think they're going to convert people by making sense to them. Well, it's a, it's a raucous, wild, nasty world these days. And, and no, someone on there says VNN ought to be a haven for that. No, no, it shouldn't. VNN should do battle with the world. And you have to go out where the people are and bring them back. That's what the Jesuits say. And they're very successful at, at, at bringing in people and making changes. Okay, you want you want to rest, but you want me to go with the uh, the gemütlich, the, uh, the the crackling fireplace. But these are conservative themes. We're doing battle. We're we're looking for violent. We're stirring up violent emotions, and and so are the Mexicans and the Jews who oppose us. We have to sometimes use tools that may seem unsavory to go after them, and some of that is interracial porn, which stirs the deepest angers and hatreds in the human heart because their women are being taken over by the women of competing tribes, and the Jew is promoting all this for a profit, so I won't apologize at all for using that imagery. What I may do is uh, people have said, look, come on, buddy, this pops up on my desk at work when I'm trying to read your site. Okay, that seems to be valid, so if we use something that uh, uh, that extreme imagery in the future, we will put it, uh, make sure it's on an inside page uh, with warning, but we won't stop doing it. Because it is effective. That page had a very large number of views. And while that's not the only measure, it is one measure. And uh, it made the point powerfully that Jews produce this filthy, nasty, interracial porn that is, is really, it's viciously genocidal and it's, it's increasingly anal sex and interracial fetishes are promoted as almost normal sexuality even within the porn genre, which is, is, is essentially, you know, encouraging people to be online jerking off instead of living life. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's pitiful stuff. But uh, so that, that, that's what the deal is there. But uh, VNN continues. We have, a, we have a blog. You can add your comments. We have a forum. You can join at vnnforum.com. Uh, I think we're doing more and better than ever, and we're, we're doing it with a tight base of trusted people. We hope to have new people on from time to time as we have Double Hawkins today who bring the, their perspective. Double Hawkins from upstate New York, and, and we'd like to get people from around the world who can tell us the scene from their local area, and we'll keep right on doing that. It was great to have Chain back today, and as usual, he's, uh, he's on the road and wandering around, but he was able to call in, and uh, uh, we'll have our... our 
usual gang of regulars as, as much as we can. I think we're back on regular production schedule. And thank you all for listening today. And, and you know my tagline, we are the good guys. Right. Uh, I want to thank you for listening uh, wherever and whenever you decide to tune in. Uh, subscribe to our feed. Uh, you can do so uh, by following the link at govnn.com, uh, going to the media center, or going to goyfire.com. Uh, send us an email at info at goyfire.com, and uh, let us know what you know about our current national situation. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that the people in the film The Line in the Sand described our government sabotaging the border. Now, uh, miraculously, we have these uh, Mexicans organizing uh, in all of these different cities at once. Uh, these things don't happen uh, that way. So let us know what you know uh, so we can tell others and um, be the better off for it. Uh, so, again, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we had a, a lot of people on tonight, and um, we hope to bring you new and important facts. So keep hey, listening. Just, and, 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 yeah, and, and I'd, like to, I'd like to also just throw in there, I forgot, to, we do have a little store set up, buywhite.net, uh, and we have uh, flags that have the VNN uh, uh, red-headed woodpecker on them, and we have some other stuff, including the line in the sand, if you'd like a uh, professionally produced disc of it. And... Uh, that includes lots of Kevin McDonald and a little bit of me and a lot of uh, other good people who are down there in the border fighting. And uh, uh, also, don't forget, if you need free speech hosting, uh, Cable Bay Internet has been very helpful to us, and they're not uh, white nationalist specific. They'll, they'll take anybody, but they will guarantee free speech. Check them out. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, until next time, America, this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbyes. Goyfire is a production of Vanguard News Network Broadcasting.